Hi there. So I'd like to discuss whether the snake was just a snake oil salesman or was he a heretic? In other words, it's true that he slandered God and he got to Adam and Chava, he got the whole mankind, you know, to be, to lose their immortality and everyone's kicked out of the Garden of Eden. But is that bad enough? Is he that evil or is he actually heretical in his beliefs and what he was telling Chava. So it's interesting because it seems like two ways to look at it. If you look simply at the text, it sounds like he was a terrible slanderer, did tremendous damage, but he wasn't a heretic. Let's explore this together, right? It says that he told Chava, Even God knows, even God will concede that when you eat from this tree, you will know, you'll be like a God, knowing good from bad. You'll be like a God. And the truth is that God confirmed what he said, because when God was deciding whether to kick, kick everybody out, God said, He's now like one of us, knowing the difference between good and bad, so we have to kick him out. And there's a famous saying in Midrashic literature that the snake was one of three people who actually was punished for saying the truth. So he actually told the truth. It caused terrible calamity, but he told the truth that if you eat from this tree, you will have some godlike features, knowing the difference between good and bad. Okay, that's the text. But if you look in the Medrash, there's an, another story completely. We all learned in second grade that the conversation between the snake and Chava was that she said you can't eat it or touch it. And he pushed her against the tree and said, you see, nothing's going to happen. And according to the uh, commentators on the Midrash, she now decided that everything she was told was not true. What, what, her, what Adam told her about the tree is not true. God never said that you can't eat it. So that was a very successful maneuver on the part of the snake. And, but here is where the whole difference lies. According to the Midrash, the snake actually said to Chava, and you know how God got to be a God? He ate from the forbidden fruit. He ate from this tree. That's how he became a God. Now, the commentators look at this very closely and say, the consequences of this kind of statement means that the tree had to precede God. In other words, there was a world before God got on the scene. This is a heretical idea. It is one of the 13 principles of Maimonides, the principles of faith, that there is nothing that came before God. We even put it into a song, Adon Allah Hashem Allah Baterab Go. You see in the Ra, right? There was nothing before God. So, so now you see that he crossed over the line and he became a heretic. And he said something else to, to really push it like a real hard sell salesperson. He said, this is a limited time offer. You've got to take this deal right now. You know why? He said, look at the pattern of creation of history. Everything in creation, once something was created, 
The next day, something else was created, which overruled, uh, which I'm sure ruled over what was created previously, right? You had the heavens, and then all of a sudden you had the firmament, the rakia, and the heavens were forced to, the, the, the rakia was holding up the heavens, because and, and if any time you let go, you'd have no more heavens. And then you had vegetation, which the rakia, the firmament was, you know, was commanded that they had to uh, give, you know, give uh, rain to the vegetation. They had to. They were held, you know, the, the vegetation held them in abeyance. And then you had the, the sun and the moon, which helped ripen fruit. They had to. The, friend, the, the sun and the moon ruled over them, so to speak. Now, if you take it to its logical conclusion, you are the end, the pinnacle of creation. Mankind, guess what? If God, tomorrow, could create something else which will rule over you. Right now, you're the top dog, but God could create something that will rule over you. And But if you eat from this fruit, ah, then you can create worlds. You're as powerful as God. So if God creates some kind of superhuman, to rule over you, you can create a superhuman. It becomes like a, like a video game. You're each creating these different monsters, each one matching each other's strength, and uh, there's no end to it, but at least you're protected. So you gotta take this, you gotta eat from this now. And it says, you know, that, uh, that she saw the words of, of uh, she saw that the word, Haisha, she saw Kitov, she saw that the words made sense. So now you see really through the Medrash, this tremendous hard cell, the, the level of deceit is much, much higher and it gets into the area of being heretical. So what do we gain out of all this? It seems to me that maybe one lesson is that, you know, if you think that you can get away with a lie, a big lie, this proves from the dawn of history that that's exactly what can happen. The Jewish people are the best example, right? The Christians said, we, we killed Christian babies and used the blood to put in the matzah. Hundreds and hundreds of years Christians believed that, right? The Germans said there was an Aryan race and we were inferior. They bought that. You know, there was the protocol to elders of Zion, still around today. I don't know if you can get it on uh, online, but you know, I'm sure if you look hard enough, you'll find it. And today we people talk about Israel as the apartheid state. All these big lies are still slithering through our history. And it all started here at the dawn of history when you could say the most preposterous things and get away with it. Perhaps that is the lesson that we learn from the snake. Have a great Shabbos.